0: Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call presented by the Gamers Inn. This is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, my co-host Eddie. How's it going, Eddie?
1: Not too bad. Been well. Summer's already started, even if it technically doesn't start for another couple days. But it's been hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh, we missed last week; had to move our schedule, but it uh, kind of worked in our favor because now. Uh, we were able to avoid two busy weeks instead of uh, just the one. So we should be good heading into summer So look forward to that.
1: Yeah, with summer starting, you got stuff going on next week. So shifting over a week helped out. So we didn't have multiple weeks where things were getting in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've got a good chunk of content to talk about today because we have uh, a batch of new heroes, a batch of special heroes. And as Eddie uh, hinted at, summer... Is, uh, is being celebrated early in Fire Emblem Heroes, even if it is only a couple days early.
1: I mean, no earlier than they've done in every year, so.
0: True. This is coming as no surprise, because June is, uh, this is around, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's look at the banners. Uh, we've got the Weekly Revival 26 and 60 running right now. New Power goes until the 20th. Heroes with Lull Skills goes into the 21st. Double Special Heroes goes until the 26th. Tempest Trials goes to the 28th, New Heroes and Mythic Hather goes until the 29th, and Summer Longing goes until the 6th of August. If you'll recall, the summer banners kind of stretch the entire summer, so you'll have plenty of time to summon these new special heroes. Yep. Now, Eddie, how did you do on summoning, and uh, did, you, did you go into the summer banner since it's been out for a day?
1: I mean... It's me, so of course I did, but yeah. before we get there, I did grab Hanoka off of her banner, uh, which we mentioned Hinoka right before uh, the banner launched last episode. Uh, I don't remember what order I get everyone off of the Haler Ascended Fur banner, uh, but I did get everyone. Um, on the Summer banner, of course, this morning, I did start by Sparking Ephraim. Kind of a rough start, nothing but a... I think I got one pity break and two uh boosts um, on the way to uh, the spark. I did follow that immediately like the very first summon after grabbing Ephraim with a five a duo Shamir. Uh, eventually snagged a five star shell and a four star one later on a, um, another ring that was short on red orbs. Uh, finally snagging uh, Shez near the end. Uh, in the other banners, I pulled a Hector on the banner, and by that I don't mean I actually got Hector himself, but I got Memori off of the, as a boost unit off of the banner that she was focused on. One of the banners she was focused on. I can't remember if it was a revival or a witch, but weird thing that's happened to me twice in the past couple weeks, or <laughs> pa- twice in the past couple episodes worth of yeah. weeks, where I go to summon a you know, thing, and I, you know, it's a focus unit, but I get the, uh, boost version of it with the whole night sky animation, four stars turning into five stars and everything.
0: Very good. Uh, for me, I did some summoning on the legendary heroes banner for Hanoka. I ended up having to go for uh, the spark to get Hanoka, but uh, I did get a good chunk of repeats along the way, including uh, a few I think two rearmed Ophelia's myrrh, uh, dogger, and um, yeah, so it was a, it was a busy banner for me. But then uh, I kind of uh, skipped over the new heroes banner that that launched and and looked at the summer banner. but I haven't gotten anything there yet.'ve only done a couple summons. But um I did summon on the weekly revival banner and got a uh Eleonora from Tokyo Mirage Sessions which I didn't have before so figured that was of note and uh yeah so far we'll see next episode I'll talk about my uh, if I have any luck with the summer banner I'm right now out of fay pass so we'll uh, we'll have to wait a little bit until I can spark but yeah uh I mean
1: yeah with summer banner being around for a month and a half you could probably do some su- summoning there if you want to, and then you know grab the spark before it goes away. Oh yeah, in August.
0: Not in any rush on that one, uh, as you said. I, I think Faye Pass will be will be coming up for me again pretty soon. Just taking a little bit of a break, but uh, yeah, it, it, uh, you're right. Summer banners are around forever. Lots of time.
1: Of course, I don't. I, I would assume, but I don't know for sure that it tracks your summons if you don't have Faye Pass. It does. Yes, it does. It'll <laughs> give you the boost. Give you the spark if you've reached it. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of things coming up, we have uh, the calendar for the rest of the month. Things of note, of course, are the legendary hero showing up on the 30th. Uh, and for those that uh, managed to gri- miss Saul, well, I think you still have a day or two to still grab him, I have to check the quest to be sure. Uh, he will be showing up in the three to four star pool starting then as well as a new bound hero battle with Tiki and Ninian, which is kind of interesting to have a bound hero battle with characters from different games. Might have happened already that I'm not remembering, but I noticed that they are different game units.
0: Hmm. Uh, well, we have uh, our next resplendent hero, Robin Mystery Tactician, starting on June 24th for Fae Pass subscribers, so just later this week. You'll be able to add Robin in her hell inspired armor to your Heroes collection, so uh look forward to that
1: yep. so it was kind of interesting for them to pick hell for both versions of Robin male and female, not to mention purple hell outfits for both of them
0: Oh, so. yeah oh that's a, that's fitting that's nice that they uh they kept the theme going that's good
1: yep part of me wouldn't have minded having a different uh you know different version of or different book for female Robin, but nope, they stuck with uh, Hell. Although I think I feel like we have another Resplendent Robin somewhere that might have a different version. Could be misremembering. Re- Resplendent F- female Robin. Could mis- be misremembering. There's quite a few at this point. But we also did get info on the new update version that I'm uh, pretty sure has already dropped, seeing as, you know, it was book seven stuff. It was really the kind of focus of this because otherwise just the maintenance update all the usual stuff getting its monthly boosts and updates yeah new weapons to forge new heroes to grails and all that stuff i mean like i mentioned the big bullet point for this was that book seven is continuing you know the stuff how stuff usually progresses in the game
0: yeah yeah and uh we had a bunch of now these celebrations are mostly complete but they're still going for a little bit longer. We do have the uh, the midpoint um, cinematic that launched, giving us some more characters, possibly hinting, if not directly confirming, that the character we received. No, uh, there's like multiple versions of the bad guy, and 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 you yeah. know, the snake lady.
1: Yeah, I mean, in this, I learned from looking up the actual, yeah. Uh, uh, Norse characters uh, like Hether and Gulvig are the same character, I believe, in Norse mythology, or maybe maybe there was as well. It's hard to, it was all very confusing, and this one made it just as confusing. Um, since Hether did join with this banner coming up that we launched, um, it kind of strongly suggests that Hether is Gulvig, but the midpoint cinematic. Made it look like maybe Sather will become or So yeah, like you said, it it muddled the waters, made it very confusing.
0: And is Sather the character that we got as part of the Book 7 launch?
1: Sather is the... I mean, I don't know what the story will do, but Sather is the protagonist hero character for this, the one we picked up at the beginning of the book.
0: Because there's another character that was introduced... With this midpoint that is also, Colby. I
1: believe we've seen Heather already. Uh, she's the one we've been trying to save that Sather was trying to save.
0: No, but there's another one like, there's another oh. lady <laughs> that shows up, and it's not Heather.
1: Okay, it's but it's been like a while since I've watched it.
0: Yeah, I don't like so. I was playing the I was kind of tra- wrapping up some quests, and I look, here's the thing time travel. Outside of Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, time travel in general, it can be confusing uh, in, in terms of science fiction stories. But like I feel like intelligence systems went like, okay, let's make this as confusing as possible. Because they did, from what I was able to tell, they introduced another character that also is maybe implied to be like a future version of Hather, but also a past version of Gulvig. So and I think it might be time travel as well as multiple dimensions. That pl- look, I I I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like I really don't.
1: Yeah. Which character were you were you talking about? The one that's at the very opening of the thing? That
0: well, that's a good point. Let me pull it up and see. Because I'm I'm more yeah. basing my knowledge. Yeah. So at the very beginning, that is a new character. That is okay. not Hether or Sather. The it, like yeah, there are multiple. So you even see. So anyways. It, it, we are not following the story, if you can tell uh, folks at home.
1: Yeah, I'm a couple chapters behind, but kind of almost looks like a young hate uh, say
0: Exactly. So who knows who it is, really? Like I, I it might have even been explained. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but here, here's the thing. Here's what we do know. There was some midpoint celebration quests. Uh, you were able to earn uh, two five star versions of Saul. Uh, Loving Shepherd, there were uh, and probably still are daily skill-focused summoning event revivals. So if you weren't logging in every day, you you would likely miss those. I think they only, they only last for 24 hours. Um, login bonuses including you know 140 types of dragon flowers, divine dew, heroic grails, uh, plus a bunch of double and quadruple uh, XP and SP events. So those have likely all passed. I think they were done. Or are wrapping up as of
1: I think we have got like a day or two left.
0: Yeah. So we're very close to those being uh, being done. But uh, we do have new heroes and uh, Mythic Hathor to talk about.
1: As is common with the midpoint stuff, we have a new banner complete with the new original character Mythic and Haler. Joining her after a bit of a break, or at least it feels like it has been nothing but rearmed heroes for a while, is a new resplendent hero. Ascended Hero. I said Resplendent, I meant Ascended. Hero, hailing from the Binding Blade with Ascended Fur. Noah and Dorothy join her to round out the banner, Dorothy being the four-star unit, with Saul stepping out from behind his bridal banner appearance. Appearance? I think it was a Tempest Trial unit that year, technically. Uh, in quests for two five-star copies, as Ryan mentioned earlier, as among, among those quests um, of him, and he will join the three- to four-star pool in the legendary banner, as i at the end of the month, like I mentioned earlier, Murdoch joins from the grand hero battle that came with this battle.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, well, let's kick things off with Ascended Fur, Sword Maiden. Fur wanders the continent of Alib, training herself in the art of the sword. Now, her exceptional skills with a blade have cleared open a new horizon for her to stand as an Ascended Hero. Ascended Fur is a sword infantry hero wielding Vassal Saint Steel. Her skills include Glimmer as a special attack slash speed finish four in the A slot, a new upgraded skill in the B slot, a uh, physical null follow up or sorry, follow and attack slash speed Oath four in the C slot. And I got to say, so binding blade, we'll have a bit of news about binding blade later on the show, not the news that we're all still hoping for 20, 30 years later, however long it's been <laughs> since it came out. But, um, It is always probably my biggest disappointment with this franchise that we get characters from Binding Blade, a game that we got, um, I'd say, a taste of here in North America with with Blazing Blade, the first Fire Emblem game that came out here, which I guess was technically released after uh, Binding Blade, but is a prequel to Binding Blade. But Binding Blade never came to North America, even though it is very much a similar game like it is is same engine, same build, same. And all that stuff. Just different characters and obviously a story that uh, that sort of is directly connected to what we got here in North America. So I, I'm always a bit bummed when we get characters from that game and I'm like, I don't know anything about this guy.
1: Not, not the same. It was the parents of the characters from Binding Blade and a couple, uh, you know, characters that cross over. Like Murdoch shows up in both of them, but we see him before his appearance in Binding Blade and Blazing Blade.
0: Yeah. It's just... So- frustrating i guess and i hope uh i know a lot of folks were kind of hoping for for maybe them to address that uh but um well we can talk yeah it wouldn't be nice
1: but i mean if if anything if they would actually translate that and put it on nso uh, that would guarantee i would grab it oh yeah um the upgraded version but uh mercenary aaron is the next unit on the banner no is a mercenary hired by Hector, whose morals refuse to let him join. Burn after Hector is killed, and he eventually joins Roy. As with the forging, or as the forging bond showed, he initially tends to remain standoffish, afraid to form bonds, knowing how dangerous his profession is. Uh, but he, uh, which you know, we see him loosen a little in reading up on him. It does seem like that does loosen up in Binding Blade as well. Uh, But he does come to hero as a Blue Lance Cavalry unit. He wields the Ilian Merc Lance, which has extra bonuses when he is alone or next to only one ally. Uh, And the Speed Base Keyword Dodge, which reduces incoming attacks by up to 40% if he is fast enough. In his skills, he has a new Tier 4 skill, Alarm Speed Defense, which grants him Kanto and other bonuses if he has few enough allies next to him. So I think it's less than two allies adjacent to him he will... Get those bonuses. Very good.
0: Uh, our next hero, though, is Dorothy, Devoted Archer. Dorothy is a faithful servant of the Elamine Church who, uh, lo- uh, who lives in the kingdom of Etruria uh, in Alib. I think I got that right. Uh, <laughs> she's an expert sharpshooter who was chosen to serve as Saul's bodyguard on his journey. Dorothy is the four-star hero on the banner and is a colorless bow infantry hero Wielding Defier's bow, plus her skills include Ardent, Sacrifice as an assist, Speed slash Resistance, Ideal three in the A slot, and Attack slash Resistance Oath three in the C slot.
1: Yep, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Saul does show up in one of the bridal banners, which is how I kind of recognize him in his kind of constantly flirting ways. And uh, Dorothy's uh, forging bonds was is kind of fun with. Her bonding with Cherche with a similar liege they have or a similar person they have to guard and follow, who's constantly hitting on women. So Cherche and Dorothy are both, you know, constantly threatening their uh, their uh, the person they're guarding because they won't stop hitting on women.
0: That's right. I did remember that uh, that that moment in the forging bonds. I thought that was. I mean, you know, Fire Emblem has their their range of archetypes that they go back to with each uh, game in the series so uh
1: and sol is the virian archetype
0: yeah i always appreciate in the forging bonds when they kind of like go back and i'm like okay who else has experienced this throw them together i mean that's the whole reason you want to have those stories play out in the forging bonds i mean you have the multiverse yep. idea and you can kind of play with that in this mobile game so uh it's a nice touch
1: kind of fun. I will note that um Saul was one of the forging bond units so I was kind of awkward and or somewhat disappointed that they didn't take the advantage to have eliminate eliminate El- the mythic hero that is, he worships show up to ch- chat with him in his forging bonds.
0: Oh yeah, that would have been interesting.
1: <laughs> but uh continuing on to the banner, we have Heather Innocent Goddess. The new mythic hero and the person you've been trying to save during book seven, Haila, joins the banner as a green tome infantry unit. She wields a weapon named after herself that debuffs enemies if a rally assist skill is used and buffs her if she is close enough to ally or starts to com- close enough to allies or starts the combat. She has a good complement of tier four skills and two new skills in her assist. And I'm guessing this is her mythic skill, Gold Serpent which is a powerful skill which grants increasing bonuses to her and her target as well as giving her a second action. And is treated like a rally assist skill to trigger her weapon. With bonuses being added sequentially, starting with stat boost on turn one, canto, treachery, and finally dual strike on turn four. And all of those are added you know, are continued each turn. So from turn one on you get the stat boosts and then you add Canto, add Treachery, and finally add dual, stri- dual Strike. She also has a new Tier 4 skill called Mag Null Follow-Up, which on top of the Null no Follow-Up effect, debuffs the foes and reduces the effectiveness of non-special damage reduction by half. I'm guessing, and I didn't look at the exact details, this is similar to the one that Fur has, uh, but this one debuffs uh, Res instead of Defense, which I believe the Fur one debuffs.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, always good to, I mean, this has been a bit of a trope lately, uh, last couple of years, where you get a, another mythic within the banner, midpoint book story type yep. thing, so continuing with that.
1: Yep, they, that's been continuing for a few years, where you get, you know, and then you also get, so they can keep a set of uh, five units from each game on the, uh, with each banner, or each new hero banner. Uh, they add usually add a unit in the quests, which is of course Saul.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Saul, loving shepherd. Saul is a priest who serves the Elamine Church of the continent of Alieb, tasked with an important mission from the Alamine Church. Saul seeks the whereabouts of the princess of Bern, Guinevere, alongside his bodyguard Dorothy. Saul is available as a quest reward for the book seven midpoint celebration and is a staff infantry hero wielding incurable plus. I don't know how I feel about a healer. (laughs) Like, does that mean he's bad or very good? I I don't know.
1: I mean, he had an interesting, uh, forging bonds chatting with, um, Azama, who is also another one who follows his religion weirdly, but, Yeah, the, the label of incurable and his staff is kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, I guess it could be a reference to how they're incurable flirts. <laughs> yeah. Or he's yeah. an incurable flirt like Virian.
0: Yeah. Well, his skills include Restore Plus as an assist, Heavenly Light as a special distance, or sorry, Distant Defense 3 in the A slot, and Drive Resistance 2 in the C slot.
1: And I went and double-checked his staff skill, and it's, it's named off of the fact that if he, um, uh, when he attacks with it, the uh, uh, foe cannot heal himself. Oh, it makes the foe incurable. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, well that's cool. Yeah, foe cannot recover HP during or after combat. Uh, if he units dues, if he attacked, he deals seven damage and inflicts deep wounds, which also prevents healing through its next action on target and foes within two spaces of target. So he causes damage that is, quote-unquote, incurable for at least a turn or yeah, an action. So. Good stuff.
0: And we've got one more hero, uh, the GHB
1: unit. Uh, yes. The Grand Hero Battle Unit, Murdoch, Loyal General. Uh, Murdoch is okay, the personal bodyguard and second to Zephiel in the Army of Burn. Uh, he's personal bodyguard of Zephiel. In, in, in Blazing Blade, he's personal bodyguard of Zephiel. Uh, and is second in the army, uh, as well as the leader of the Wyvern Generals of Vern joins uh, Heroes as an axe-armored unit in the Grand Hero Battle. Uh, he is a GHB unit, so uh, not a ton of fancy skills on him, uh, but he does wield the Wyvern Hatchet, which gives him a uh, distant counter effect and defense boosts, as well as... Um, a. More of a boost if his foe has more health when he initiates the combat. Or, no, if the foe has more health, he gets the boost. Or if he starts the combat, he gets the boost. As well as a guaranteed follow-up attack. So.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, here's the thing. Uh, We've got one more banner to go through, and I want to make sure... um, Well, let's just get right into it. Let's, Let's get right into it, because we've got... The summer banners have started our first of two for the summer. Um, This one, uh, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't put the name in. What is it? I think it's Summer Longing is the title of the of the special heroes. Yeah,
1: believe that is the title.
0: Yeah, I just have summer heroes here because again, we we delayed and I wasn't sure, oh, are we going to have these? But we do we have them and they're in game. uh, And using the three hopes loophole intelligence systems brings even more three houses heroes in for some summer fun. Uh, we have Shez and Shez, uh, which are joined by Shamir and Catherine from, I guess, the Three Houses slash Hopes um, uh, video games. And then, well, obviously, Shez and Shez are from Three Hopes. But, anyways, um, also on the banner are Sacred Stones favorites, Ephraim and Lara Shell.
1: Yep, and I will note, I double checked it. Uh, they do label uh, Catherine and Shamir as Three Houses, not Three Hopes. Oh. Although, in-game, it doesn't matter either way, because the Three Hopes characters are tagged under Three Houses to begin with. They don't get their own separate section in the game. But hmm. on the actual banner video, they do show uh, Shamir as, in, as a Three Houses unit. And, yep, they do label Shez's as Warriors Three Hopes so, in the banner video. So, uh, there is that. Um, the first one, of course, is, as I mentioned, Shez. Female Shez gets the five-star treatment here uh, with the uh, Mercenary Shine. Uh, sorry, pulling her up. I was running a little late this week, so let me pull her up here quickly. Uh, she wields the Surfer's Spire, uh, which gives her Kanto, remaining plus one. Speed boost, uh, automat, uh, attack twice, blah, 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 blah. I'll learn how to talk one of these years. No, I don't actually make promises on that. But she does get to attack twice, uh, even if the foe initiates combat. uh, And also deals damage equal to 20% of her speed during combat. Uh, She comes with Glimmer, uh, a tier 4 uh, lull speed defense, a tier 4 attack defense menace, a skill called Swift Slice, Against non-dragon, non-beasts gives a effective against all weapon types during combat, which is pretty powerful. Uh, that's if she initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally. I oh, don't know if it's against. Sorry, like I said, I was running a little late, so I'm trying to read this on the fly. Uh, but she gets well. It looks like she gets effective against all weapon types. During combat, no matter what, she just gets a larger speed boost if it's against non-beasts or non-infantry, or non-dragon, non-beast infantry foes. So, quite a hefty hit if you're a non-beast, non-dragon infantry foe against her.
0: Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, what is that surfboard made out of that she's riding there? Is it like... Yeah, that was stone? kind of
1: interesting. It looks kind of look like it. Kind of looks like it might be the stuff that her uh, second sword in the game is built out of. Oh, okay. Kind of the way... its It's been a while, but if I recall correctly, that second sword was kind of those little chunks together. But yeah, it is definitely a weird surfboard that she's wielding.
0: Yeah, and I'm i am so impressed that uh, Intelligent Systems has kind of like taken three hopes and been like okay we're going to we are going to treat this as, as if it's three houses cuz three houses was like beloved in terms of a fire emblem entry and and um look i mean you you shift from a tactics style game to a warrior style it's com- two completely different genres and i mean it, i don't think a lot of folks kind of combine them i think we do cuz we're fans of the of, of fire emblem but um, it is really cool that they have Shez and they're and they're bringing Shez forward. Like you, you kind of worry that maybe they would have forgotten about it, you know, like they did with the other Warriors game that came out previously to this one.
1: Um, I mean, I will note that this one was a little more tied in and was quite more. Um, I definitely think was better received, possibly because of the Three Houses tie-in. But true, definitely did like this one better than the previous one. Yeah, and. Yeah. I was glancing at the male version of Shez and the uh, Arval sword does look kind of similar to the, you know, the little shapes and designs that build the Arval sword look similar to the surfboard. So I feel like that might be part of what they're going for with that look.
0: Okay, cool. Well, the next hero uh, comes from Sacred Stones. We have Ephraim, Sunshine, Valiant. Uh, Ephraim's the Prince of Renee, who made his way as a warrior. Now he's making his way to vacation in a heroic swimsuit. Ephraim is a as uh, an axe cavalry hero uh wielding sea foam splitter. He has uh two new skills, the first being Sunlight Bangle in the B slot and alarm attack/slash defense in the C slot. Now I know a lot of folks have been waiting for Ephraim because Erica has been on, uh, has had a summer hero for, for quite a while. Um, I feel like, I feel like quite a while. Although if you told me it was last year, I'd be like, yeah, that, that checks out. My brain, you know, expands upon (laughs) how much time has passed. And I was, I was looking at, um, previous heroes. So I don't even know if this, if this website gives us the date. Yeah, no, it was last year, Eddie. That should not surprise you that my brain thought that was years ago, but it was, it was just last July that uh, we got Erica as a summer hero. So Ephraim is is here to uh, to complete the Sacred Stones Lords set.
1: I think we got Tana and Ennis years and years ago. So
0: right, that makes sense. That may, that's probably what I'm thinking of then. Uh, so yeah, we have Ephraim. He's got he's got his uh, like his axe that kind of looks like a bit of a a seashell there, and um,
1: yeah, he's ready
0: to hit the beach
1: that he is uh another unit from secret stones ready to hit the beach is Shell, summer princess uh she is a ca- uh, was a cavalry or no flying staff unit uh wielding the seaside parasol which is quite a complicated weapon uh, it inflicts automatically inflicts guard on the nearest foes within five spaces in units within two spaces of those foes Equipped equipped with a skill that can trigger a savior effect so i don't know if it inflicts guard on only foes that have a savior effect or it does the burst only on those that have a savior effect i think it'll hit the nearest foe no matter what and then if any saviors within two spaces of them they also get guard thrown on them at uh, the start of combat, if her HP is greater than twenty-five percent, she gets a boost to her stats as well as a debuff on her foes, uh, equal of res minus x, where x is the number of bonus and penalty effects active on the foe times four, uh, max of sixteen. So she can debuff pretty hard if she if the um, foe has been getting a lot of buffs and or debuffs. Uh, so quite hefty there. Uh, she has Recover Plus and Earthman Bomb, but she is the four-star unit, so not a ton of extra stuff, but she does come with built-in Wrathful, which is the uh, boost to damage from uh, for staff units.
0: And you did mention she's the four-star unit, so we do still... Yep. I couldn't remember if the summer banners had four-star units, but yeah, no, that, that checks out. There was the whole Claude thing last Pretty year. Pretty
1: much all special banners have four-star units these days now. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest, the only banners that I can think of that don't get four-star units anymore, or still don't get four-star units, is the uh, uh, Fallen banners and the CYL banners.
0: Right. Now that checks out.
1: Everything else does come with at least one four-star focus unit.
0: Okay. Well, uh, definitely a five-star hero on the banner. Uh, I should say heroes. We have Shamir and Catherine. Heartbeats United, uh, the Church of Saros's veteran duo, Shamir and Catherine, are ready for the beach. Shamir and Catherine are a blue bow cavalry duo heroes, wielding partnership bow. They have a new skill in the B slot called Brash Assault 4. Their duo special inflicts gravity on foes in cardinal directions of unit and feud on foes within five rows or five columns centered on unit, so our first, uh, well, you know what, Shamir and Catherine, I think, have I, I'm pretty sure have had special hero versions before, but uh, quite fitting that we have yet another duo three houses, uh, uh, set because that last year was Lady Byleth and Lady Rhea, I should say, Lady Rhea and female Byleth,
1: Byleth and yeah, female Byleth and Lady Rhea. Was she late? Yeah, I think she was labeled Rhea there, or was she Saros there last year? No,
0: it was Rhea, yeah, okay. Uh <laughs> as far as I know, it, the funny thing is, is that I did the temp. I started the Tempest Trials this morning and it was kind of like, um, I'm sure the ending of this Tempest Trials will focus on Sacred Stones, but the intro was all about three houses and it was almost like Intelligent Systems was like, yes, we get it. We have a lot of three houses, summer alts. And it was just all those characters showing up and being like, hey, we're at the beach and. Shamir and uh Catherine are like, nah, we just we just wanna we we just want some peace and quiet. We don't need to talk to every single Three Houses character that has showed up for the summer banners. <laughs> um so it was almost like Intelligence Systems like, yeah, we know, and we're gonna run with this, and there's a lot of them, and hopefully this means we won't get another set of three houses uh summer heroes next month. We'll we'll be able to see some other characters.
1: I'd have to look back and verify, but I don't think We've had three houses on every single summer banner. I think it's no. just been one of the two. Yeah, uh, I feel like maybe the first year. Maybe, but I think it's usually been some three houses in OCs on the second one, and then a second IP with that banner, with that grouping.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So I- I'm expecting some of last year's OCs. Uh, what was book six? <laughs> It's funny, together so much, I can't even remember what book six was anymore. Uh,
0: ooh, Yeah, it wasn't book six like the whole, uh, it was the culmination, it was like, yeah, what was book six? <laughs> book six is, is kind of, uh, it has left my mind for some reason.
1: Yep, mine too, I can't even remember which was our... Um, oh, it was, it was Asker, was, it was... Ash, uh, yeah, Asker yeah. and Embla. Yeah, okay. Ash well. and Asker, so... It's either that or Book 5 with Reagan, but I can't remember for sure if it was two years back or one year back on the Summer Banners. I think we got Summer Reagan last year, so we should get Summer Ash this year, or Book 6. But rounding out on the Tempest Trial is sh- Male Shez, Mercenary Shade, uh, and he is carrying the same um, surfboard that Female Shez is, but instead of a sword, a seashell sh- sword like uh, Female Shez has, He has the Surfer's Spade, which is considered a uh, Lance, and he is a Flying Unit, which I seem to recall quite a few Flying Units here. He does get Kanto remaining plus one, uh, gets Speed Boosts and Guaranteed Attack twice, as well as the uh, lesser effect of Female Shez's version, which is just the plus Speed 20%. uh, Or no, it was on her other skill that she had the really big boost, her Swift Slice. So pretty much he has the same weapon as female Shez, just a lance unit instead of a sword unit. Uh he is a four star, so he doesn't get a nice big fancy uh skill, but does have Luna, Tech Speed Solo, and Chill Defense, all in the tier three versions. So as a tempest Trial unit.
0: Yeah, so we got and we talked about Shez, uh male Shez also kinda of sharing the same sort of surfboard that uh That female Shaz had, so again, not sure how that's staying afloat. It looks like a solid stone, but um
1: hey. I mean
0: Life finds a way.
1: If it's designed if it's built properly, there's no reason stone won't float if you you know, especially as a surfboard. If you can build it properly. It should theoretically happen, but it's a lot harder than wood and stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. True, true. But uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. That's two sets of banners, lots of stuff to go over. And of course, uh, probably early July, I think the I think if I remember correctly, sort of the main story takes a bit of a break and we get special heroes back to back. If I'm recalling, is is that correct or am I or am I mistaken?
1: Uh, Usually, I believe so. Um, Let me try and pull up the calendar. In the past, and especially with the uh, August 6th end date for this, it is very likely that we will have special heroes again at the beginning of July. Um, actually not seeing a special hero. I'm not seeing the first summoning event of July listed on this calendar.
0: Yeah. No, it is 7-7, July 7th. Um, special heroes summoning event. Yep,
1: special hero. It's bl- blurred into all the revivals that are going on right, oh, right yes. around there. But yep, there it is. Back-to-back special heroes.
0: Lots of revivals coming our way with all the summer banners coming back.
1: Multiple summer banners a year, so. Uh,
0: All right, well, that is going to end our uh, sort of Fire Emblem Heroes content. We have one quick story for our Outrealm gate here, and that is the fact that finally, uh, teased after months, uh, well, teased at the beginning of the announcement for uh, GBA being added to, um, that's the Game Boy Advance being added to Nintendo Switch Online, Expansion Pass. Um, Yeah, Fire Emblem GBA is arriving in North America on June 23rd for Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass subscribers. And uh, yeah, the first Fire Emblem game to arrive in North America is back on Nintendo Switch Online, uh, as well as uh, Binding Blade will be released in Japan around the same time. That's, That's what I saw. But now that I think about it, does that mean Japan gets two games? Did they not get the prequel? Uh, now I'm not, now I'm not so sure, to be honest. Um, let me see. Nintendo Switch Um, Online.
1: Don't know, but Blazing Blade is the one we're getting. Just Fire Emblem as it came out. And it looks like it'll just be labeled Fire Emblem here. Uh, as mentioned, if Blazing Blade was getting translated and brought to it here, over here, it would guarantee my getting the upgrade to my NSO membership. Uh, but this one, you know... It's tempting, but since I already have it on my Wii U, uh, the only reason I would want to do that is if you know I really wanted to play it on the go, or if we you know decide to revive Game Club and play through Wood's story because we got through Lin's story previously. Uh, that would be a reason to try and revive it, uh, and or that would be and I once again wanted to play it on the go. That would be a consideration to upgrade my NSO membership. But as it stands, I'm probably not going to grab it quite yet. Uh, mm-hmm. just, I don't know if Golden Sun is already out on uh, not expansion yet. pass.
0: It, it's not yet, but it so, was sort of included in that. Um...
1: It was also teased in the upcoming games coming to the Game Boy Advance roster. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: once that comes out, I'll have to. It'll convince me a little harder.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did confirm that uh in Japan they're getting both uh blazing and binding blade on the same date. Um which
1: makes sense because they had both games already. I just we not never got they've never given us a playable version of Binding Blade for the Americas, so or for yep. the West.
0: It is unfortunate. I would uh I would pay for and I know Nintendo's done both. I know they've done like additions to Nintendo Switch Online that is like a translated version, an official translated version. And I know they've also done the paid for extra thing like they did with, uh, uh, Fire Emblem, Shadow Blade, um, the NES game that they sort of port ported over. Uh, that was, I think, I think you could only buy it for like a year. Like I don't think you can buy it now. I think you had to buy it when it came out mm-hmm. like an artificial exclusivity type thing. And,
1: they like their artificial exclusivity at times.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, and I think, and, and here's the thing, um, you, you might want to have uh, Google Translate handy uh, on your phone while, while you're playing, but I think if you are a subscriber to Nintendo Switch Online, you can switch to the Japanese eShop and then download the uh, Nintendo Switch Online GBA app from that shop and then access those exclusive uh games like there's nothing stopping you from doing that outside of the fact that you might not be able to read uh Japanese um but
1: yeah that that's kind of going to stop me a bit
0: <laughs> yeah exactly well that's going to get in the way but again like uh we technology's come a long way in terms of like being able to point your phone at a at a screen and translate everything on there if you if you really want to play it and of course you know folks have mentioned there are fan translations out there as well so uh but Eddie and I both agree we would really love Nintendo to um, bring some of those uh, Japan only Fire Emblem games over. I think that would be a lot of fun. Still
1: waiting. I was hoping that, you know, they would have continued. And I think there were rumors that they were working on another Echoes line game. Yeah. They would have continued the Echoes series with all the non previously to America, especially since Shadows of Valentia, I feel, did pretty well. But, yeah. Speaking of games that do or don't do well, I was. Kind of re- realizing, and it may just be the time frame of um, how long it takes to build heroes. But it's kind of feels like uh, engage may not be as popular with IS as Three Houses was, because other than that initial launch, we haven't gotten anything from there yet. Yeah. And so, could just yeah. be they're giving it time, or it's you know timeline of the production pipeline. And who Hard knows, for all we know, the second summer banner will be engage in uh, OC.
0: I would love to see more engage content uh in yep. in Fire Emblem Heroes for sure.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think that uh, Engage did not do well enough to outpace Three Houses slash three hopes. But wouldn't I like to actually see them, if not in if not a little more often, at least in the regular rotation. Which they might be and it just takes a long time to get through a whole... 14 15 games in that rotation
0: mm-hmm. yeah well it'll be interesting to see uh what pops up next month but we've got we've got a little bit more time before then uh but you know we are done our episode for today uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks of course as we mentioned and until then visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. you can check out the fire emblem channel and the gamers in discord at tgi discord. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rMurphy, Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at TheGamersIn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great couple weeks, and happy summoning.